All right, hey, what's going on, everybody? Fantasia BM here, back again, and uh, yeah, it's been a little while. Uh, our apologies, first of all. Uh, we got a little burnt out uh, from life and stuff, but uh, we were a little busy, and uh, we're finally back. I know you, just, some people have been waiting, but uh, we're back. Hi, Nate. How's it been? <laughs> it's it's been going. It's been going for sure. Once again, I would like to apologize as well. Sorry for everyone um, that we kept you waiting and everything like that. But I'm hoping this is a good episode, and we can just kind of keep it going. So. So this episode, we're going to be going over Halo Reach and uh, maybe maybe some thoughts about ODST from my understanding, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, but also, uh, yeah, it's been a while. Hopefully you guys are still with us. I know it's been a while, but we're going to get into it. Uh, Halo Reach and then hopefully we'll be back on schedule. It's just, uh, yeah, we were super burnt out on life and uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly, it's just been a lot. Uh, I know Matt and I have just been just busy running around doing some things. So, but I'm happy to be back. Happy to be doing this, and uh, hopefully, you guys are still listening. All right, Halo Reach. What do we got? Also, P.S. We are only like two days away from the Halo show, which is going to be interesting. Uh, first, actually, before we get into Halo Reach, I don't know if you saw this, but it makes me even more nervous. Basically, the people directing the show or whatever said that they didn't even look at the games for insight on the show. They just, they're just winging it basically. I know I saw that. I didn't see, I, I haven't seen any new trailers. I haven't seen anything like that. I just saw like, was it like a tweet or some kind of post or some shit like that saying we've never read the books. We have <laughs> never read, oh, we've never played the games. This is our own take on the universe of Halo. And that scares me greatly. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little scared by that statement, but I guess we'll see what happens in a couple days. I don't know if they're actually going to do it just all on one day, like they're just going to drop all the episodes, or if it's going to be a weekly thing. But I would assume weekly. But it's I hope it's weekly to make me like warm up to it. Because if I just binged it and I already have like a bad thought, I think it's just going to be like <laughs> a gonna... bad trip, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll have to see what happens, man. But anyways, Halo Reach, uh, that is the technically fifth game that came out because it would have been one, two, three. ODST. ODST Reach. Yeah. So wait, quick thing about ODST. My, my friend Tommy, shout out to Tommy. He wants me to just retract some of my statements saying odst was like solo okay let's compare it more to like rogue one because rogue one was a better movie in his words <laughs> not bad. It's, it's entertaining rogue one is better odst does have a place in halo lore has its own little separate place but let's be honest doesn't really matter it's just there but other than that <laughs> it's still fun uh, don't get me wrong it's still fun it's a good game it's just not I don't know. It's Boom! Not... Canceled. Yeah. Okay. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> it's just, it's just there. That's 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 my thoughts. That's, if anyone has other thoughts, you know, definitely comment, message us, or something like that. Let me know. I'm curious on what you guys are thinking about ODST. It's just, it wasn't my top, and I don't feel like it really did a whole lot to carry the story of the main Master Chief floor that we're talking about. Oh. I know we're talking about Reach today, which doesn't really deal with Master Chief, but it kind of does in a way so we're gonna keep with reach yeah uh, another thing about odst is honestly that game pissed me off because i was pretty <laughs> young when i played it and like it wasn't necessarily like traditional halo it was but it was different and i was so lost in that game for whatever reason like i was so confused what was going on but yeah it was i don't know it was like a half open world type of game like the maps yeah. were huge for each level and you had to find different things. The best thing that came out of that game was the Silence SMG. True. Like, I love that thing. And, like, the Night Vision. That was pretty cool. But, like I said, the storyline of it just, it wasn't, it just didn't do it for me. So, I think we're just going to skip over it. <laughs> What's up, Reach? How we doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, starting with Reach, um, if you guys remember what I was talking about in the first podcast we ever did, and if you didn't, you can listen to it again, about Reach being more of a homeworld for a lot of uh, humans. This is at a time where the Covenant War has been happening, but it's not really hit homeland like humanity yet. Like, planets have been destroyed, and we know about them and everything like that, 
but it's going into when the covenant finally gets to uh, one of the main human strongholds and reach is so important because it's one of the main military strongholds for humanity in the galaxy but how the game actually starts is it starts with an introduction to noble six um riding in a warthog going to his um new team noble team which has uh carter george june cat and Emil. How did I? How, why is Emil last? Emil's like the best one. True. <laughs> <laughs> but you kind of get introduced to all those guys. Um, you get a little like backstory of Noble Six saying how uh, Carter, the leader of it, saw all his records, even the stuff that's been blacked out by Oni, and that the headhunter, the lone wolf shit, isn't going to fly here, right? It's a team effort. This is a new team, and they need him to stick to it. Noble Six in a kind of a backstory not really mentioned in the games but was more of a headhunter he is a bad bad dude like he just did lone missions he's a black ops assassin so pretty much anytime oni needed something handled off the books noble six was the guy to get it done and all these spartans are actually spartan threes except for george george is a spartan two uh and chonker what i said that big old chonker <laughs> yeah 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 the, the big boy the big big boy uh george is spartan 2 which that means he's had the same augmentations surgical augmentations and molnir armor as chief um spartan threes the rest of the team were also trained as children but they had less surgical augmentations and more like um, cellular augmentations, so more like steroids and everything. So they're still faster and stronger than a normal human being, but they didn't get surgically enhanced with new chemicals and different stuff added to their bones for like durability and shit like that. So they're a little bit on the lesser like changed than what the Spartans 2s were. And Spartan 3's armor were more, um, they weren't as nice as the Molnir armor. So they were just pretty much just plates. You put them on there to keep them semi-alive. But Spartan 3's were more expendable, pretty much. They sent them on um, suicide missions at all times. That was their whole goal as Spartan 3's, just suicide missions. And if you kept coming back, that's when they started putting you on a team to actually deal with other things because they were more expendable. They were cheaper to make. They were easier to deal with. And, yeah, Spartan 2's were kidnapped as kids, so all they knew was the military. Spartan 3's kids were orphans from different planets that their planets were either destroyed or their parents died from the Covenant. So it gave them a reason to fight. So they were kid volunteers to be in the Spartan program. And that's kind of the big difference between Spartan 2 and Spartan 3s. But going into the actual thing of Reach with the introduction and everything, like, first of all, that cut scene when I first saw it of you like riding into base camp, um, and you could customize your armor. You could play that over and over again. And the cool thing about Reach is when you ch change your armor in the game, Noble Six's armor changed. So it made you feel like you're Noble Six, which I think is a huge thing in Halo. Because before we knew John 117, we just knew Chief, and it made you feel like you were Chief. You know, it makes you feel like a badass. So I love doing armor customization in uh, Reach. But carrying on. <clears throat> Yeah, first level that you would go through is Winter Contingency. Um, pretty much, it's when you get a call from Oni saying, hey, you have to go investigate this stuff. We think it's some rebels on Reach. You gotta go handle it, get rid of the rebels, or like calm them down so they stop fighting, and move on from there. So there's like disturbances and stuff like that. While you go and looking for rebels, you notice it's not the rebels. It's the Covenant that's actually found its way to Reach, and that's where the game really starts, is fighting the Covenant. You're in these little bunkers and bases, and the goddamn jackals never leave you alone. Still hate those I Still things. hate the jackals. <laughs> <laughs> but running through that entire like mission, honestly, pretty fun. Uh, a lot more open world. The artwork is pretty cool. You do not have an AR in this game. You have the DMR, which I personally loved. Wait, no, you do have an AR. It's the BR you don't have. The DMR replaced the BR. 
Uh, the BR is a battle rifle, three shot burst. DMR is a single shot, um, like short range, low caliber sniper type of gun, which I loved. I love the single shot guns. But so you carry on through there. Uh, while you keep going through, you try to set up more of um communication uh, relay and everything, bring that back online, and you meet the zealots. Uh, zealots are covenant warriors that pretty much are their Spartans. They're the biggest and baddest um, elites out there, meant to go on special missions, to go on like scouting missions and everything like that to keep the covenant aware. And then they are also the most like I'd say religious into um, the covenant and the great journey. They really go head over heels for Halo without even knowing Halo. They're just head over heels for the forerunners at this point. Like, cause Halo has not been found. It's not Halo. Isn't even a thing that we know of yet. But once you beat the zealots and you keep moving forward, you go to, you get another call from Halsey going to sword base. <laughs> When you go into sword base, you fight hunters for the first time on reach, which it's still just hunters. It's you just aim for the back. Fuck them. I I can't stand them. They're, they're <laughs> so fucking annoying. Like when I when I was a kid, I loved them. Like God, these things are so cool. And then I started playing on like harder difficulties. I'm like, oh, these pieces of shit. Like like I can't stand them. <laughs> I can't kill them because they keep looking at you. It's terrible. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> you tell me to shoot you in the back, but you won't even give me the opportunity. It's just ugh, it's so annoying. Uh, going through sword base, though, it's just a lot of, I don't know, military-esque um, type of area. Kind of like a, also like an office. Like, a lot of it's white, and it's a lot more, like, put together. And then you're just kind of going through the levels of sword base. And at the end... Pretty cool. You get to use rockets uh, and you sh destroy like banshees and everything at the end. And when you're looking out of the scene, there's a huge covenant ship going across the sky and you see a railgun from the UNSC shoot down and destroy the covenant ship. And it's just, it's beautiful. And it makes you feel like a, like a sense of hope that the humans have a, sh a shot at actually fighting the covenant. Because once again, at this point, we haven't really won a fight. We were on our heels, just kind of waiting for the battles to come. And Reach was one of our biggest stands in the Human Covenant War. But carrying on, we go into the Nightfall level. Um, one of my favorite levels, honestly, because I love being a sniper. That's my favorite thing about those games, is I love just hiding around and just picking everybody off. But for other people, it might not be their favorite because the nightfall later in the mission gets super like repetitive and they just keep dropping more and more and more reinforcements. And it's just like, <laughs> it just doesn't stop. It feels like it's going to go on forever. They've been playing on Legendary. It just gets so annoying. <laughs> so wait, was it, was it, it was winter contingent or winter contingency that uh, had the, the part where like, Noble Six gets knocked on his ass by a brute or a leader, or whatever. And then, As a zealot. Yeah, the zealot, sorry. And uh, and then the freaking badass, like, metal song starts playing. Oh, dude, I fucking love that part. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Winter Contingency. That's when the zealots break in, and he grabs his face, and it's, like, fucking screaming yeah. at him and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you just start you start going through there, and you just start pegging people off. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that was, that was like, I just had to do that little side note, because that song is just, like, Oh it yeah, hits. it's it's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that, like I said, so at that point, that's really gets you into the game because that's when they, um, you already fought the covenant. You're kind of moving forward, but when you hit that and you start hunting the zealots, it makes you feel like you're back into a Halo game, and it's really really cool. Nightfall is a lot slower, in my opinion, because I am like more of the sniper, so I like waiting and like taking people out in a system and. Oh, that guy's gonna notice that guy, and that guy's gonna notice that guy. So you're just taking out slowly. My brother's completely different. My brother is uh, an assassin, so he just sneaks up behind people all the time. So he's also quiet, but he's more in your face and ready to fight. Um, it's just 
that's how we played and that's how we always learned together so i'm always in the range keeping watching his back and he's just moving around the different enemies and just quickly assassinating them if one notices him i take him out and that's kind of how we played the um the halo games in the beginning we had a system um but you keep going through nightfall it's all nighttime pretty much um and you're just kind of going through a looking for a covenant base and destroying a covenant base and getting rid of their like sense of being on reach uh we're figuring that once we kick them out then they're going to be on their heels we can hold them off everything like that so it gives us a a more sense of security of holding reach because it is our one of our main strongholds before earth and definitely it's our main military base in space so we we had to hang on to it um there i know there are some beasts on nightfall that were just weird looking things <laughs> this was really big like monster looking ones you know what i'm talking about i don't know if i actually ever saw those <laughs> no no i don't it's like it's when closer to the end of the level you're running through it and i one or two big like white monsters are in there and i can't remember if they attack you or if they're gentle just kind of like watching an attack in the covenant i do know for a fact if you shoot them <laughs> they are pissed. they will attack you yeah they <laughs> will kill you i learned from experience uh, <laughs> um so going on to the next level once you finish all that pretty much you destroy the camp you're moving on to on the tip of the spear and that honestly is you just keep once again you're fighting the hordes of covenant but you're kind of moving forward through this bigger map it's in the daylight it's kind of more sandy um and it's pretty much the map of the multiplayer the spire map which one of my favorite maps um on reach ever do you remember the spire map oh yeah 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 uh what was the invasion that was the game type and you could go to like different bases and you pick up the bomb and everything the uh, spire yeah. was the best one for that <laughs> uh but pretty much uh you start going through the spire you have to destroy because it's a huge covenant like pillar and we have to destroy it because once again we have to start trying to push the covenant off of reach so we go through it and you destroy the spire and honestly all the like cutscenes and spectacles in Reach is honestly amazing. It's yeah, one it of my favorite beautiful. games to look at. It's it's great. Before they did like the new remaster on the Master Chief Collection and everything like that, my brother and I played it on our Xbox Ones. We just plugged them in and they're like, hey, let's see what Reach looks like now. It's rough. It's rough. <laughs> the the original Reach game running at, I think it was what 30 frames per second with the yeah, original graphics. On the original, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we played it. It's uh it was rough. But at the time, <laughs> it was it's gorgeous. I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. How does it get any better than this? It it gets better. It had to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the the remaster honestly did a great job. And it's not really remastered, I think they just upped the frames and they upped the graphics a little bit more, but it's still I love playing that on the Master Chief Collection. As soon as that dropped, me and my brother were on that for days. Um, but we're going to keep moving forward. I know I'm just going to keep moving along. We go to the level of Long Night of Solace. Um, that level is, to me, it's kind of like a bridge level. There's not a whole lot that happens, except for... I mean, it's not a bridge level. The beginning of it, it feels really slow because you're just kind of like walking into um, more of a military base. So there's not a whole lot of fighting. and You're just kind of just getting there. You know what I mean? Pretty much half of the level on is amazing. And that's when you get into the saber ship and you get to do the space battles and you destroy oh, yeah. the enemies. I love that. I could do that <laughs> all day. I love those piloting like simulator games and all that. So flying the saber was amazing to me i loved it i just love blowing away banshees it might just be like my new favorite hobby uh playing infinite i know we're not going to talk about that just yet but playing infinite i love destroying banshees it's great oh yeah it feels uh, great <laughs> but so you get into the saber ships and you get onto a covenant ship hovering not hovering but pretty much orbiting reach right it's a huge massive ship orbiting reach and this is where most of their um invasion force is coming from right 
So we get onto that using the sabers, and it's you and George you running through this Covenant ship and destroying all this stuff, and you're going to put a nuke on it, and you're going to blow up this entire ship. Well, at the end, you realize that the nuke won't detonate, so someone's going to have to stay behind and detonate the bomb. And that's when it cuts the cutscenes, and George grabs you and lifts you up, that big behemoth of a man just lifts you up like nothing, and pretty much gives the dog tags to you, like, hey, Reach has been good to me, I'm going to do her a favor, and drops you out of the ship. Essentially just Master Chiefs, you like, finish the fight, yeet! <laughs> yeah. And George is now dead. He, he went out with a bang, for sure. He got... He got stabbed too, didn't he? He was he got stabbed and he was still yeah. throwing hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he just a he's another bad dude. He's just a bad dude. And once again, why that hurt me so bad? Honestly, definitely as a kid, because I did a lot of this Halo research, guys, when I was younger. Okay, like I I've always loved it. So Sam is another big Spartan, um, originally on Chief's team, but he kind of went out fighting the Covenant and blowing up a ship and everything and sam is the biggest spartan on record george is the second biggest what was so sam, the way sam george... was 032 wasn't he or something 034 34 that's right yep yeah that's my boy that's my favorite one that's my boy that's my boy um but so when george went out like that it just caught me because i read the books and i was like oh man that's how like sam went out so like it meant something to me and george was yeah it's yeah, he's a good a, dude. It was a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. But it only gets worse, right? It only gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. When you start, you fall from the ship and you're looking up and you see the ship explode. And you know George is done for and you just keep falling. And that's when I realized in Reach, fall damage is not a thing. The dude fell from the atmosphere and hit the ground. He might have had a limp at the end. Like, there's a cutscene where Noble Six is, like, glimping into the, the city. It's like, Jesus Christ, he just <laughs> fell. <laughs> Thousands of feet. Just breached the he, sound barrier. <laughs> and he has a limp? <laughs> what? <laughs> but welcome to Halo. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, like, not a, technically a bridge level. It's just the beginning is kind of boring, but it, it, it moved on. It moved on, and... By the end, that's, I'd say, one of the most, it was a fun level to do. And that's when uh, a lot of their firefight maps came out on Reach is on that level. True. Uh, so we're going on to the level called Exodus. Um, so when Six fell back to Earth, he has to fight his way through a the city. Uh, I think it's New Alexandria, so with a city that you're fighting in. Uh, and he's just trying to get his way back to Noble Team. Um, and so you pretty much you're all by yourself and you get a couple like Marines to help you. I'm like, oh, you're alive. You can do this. You can do that. But you're just fighting the Covenant in the city. Um, it's a pretty fun level. Uh, it's There's another like multiplayer map based off of it. And another thing where I really like to reach is because they had like multiplayer maps and they were similar or like reference to the campaign maps as in with like other games is like, where does this map even come from? You know, cause they just want to make it. This one always had a reference between the campaign to the matchmaking. And it was, it was just pretty cool to see that. Uh, but six does make it back to noble team. And we start going into the level of new Alexandria. Um, this level is more frustrating than anything. Uh, it, People love this level for a reason, and it's because you get to fly the uh, hornets everywhere, which I get. Super fun. Really, really fun. Uh, it's just like that one feels so long because you have to keep dropping into different buildings to do different tasks. And maybe just I have a bad taste in my mouth on that level because legendary is harder than a son of a bitch <laughs> on that one. Um, because it just it just ruined it for me. And you just, so you carry on and you have to keep fighting through New Alexandria and you find the Hornets. And honestly, that level looking at it with the buildings on fire and there's like a sunset going in tonight looks amazing, like at all times. I, the, visually, that level is really, really cool. Oh, yeah. 
And then it start gets worse with the cutscene of you running through New Alexandria, and um, there, I think there's some rubble above you, but there's a big uh, open space at one point, and you run through mm. and mm. the needle rifle right through Cat's head. There's no ands ifs. She gonna make it? No, she done. She did. It's a headshot. It's over. <laughs> Boom! Headshot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's kind of like SWAT. One shot, she done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she she just gets taken out, and that that cutscene is not as like emotional as George's. Because when George went out, I'm like, oh my god, dude, I felt so bad. Uh, when Cat goes out, it's more of like a in your face surprise factor because you don't see it coming for the first time yeah. it's just a cutscene and just sing what the hell <laughs> i guess it was it's more of like a it's also more of it can also be considered more of an emotional scene because you know instead of just noble six witnessing the death it's the whole rest Same. of the squad and I, I think it probably mostly affected carter honestly carter seemed pretty bummed about it yeah, well, Carter's um, Noble 1 and Kat's Noble 2. So those two are like, like the, the two highest. Yep, they're <laughs> the two highest ranking um, members of Noble Team. And so the thing we we don't really learn, I'm going to kind of go back a little bit. So you know how Kat has a arm, mechanical arm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the ad, like the commercial about... Um, cat running through this place with a bomb and she gets taken out by like a grenade and then you see like it's supposed to be noble six but it wasn't noble six with a jetpack grab the bomb and carry forward i might have seen that it sounds partially familiar but uh, i'm not 100 percent certain i know it's been forever but i think if you've seen it you'd remember it probably um but pretty much that is storyline before reach cat got hit by like a grenade or a bomb lost her arm, couldn't finish the mission. So the original Noble Six picked up the bomb, went into um, the base and blew up the base, killing himself. And then that's when you get recruited as the new Noble Six. So when Carter states in Winter Contingency, you're filling shoes that some of us would rather have unfilled. It's mostly Cat and I think um, Emil feeling like we're a replacement. As in, they didn't want it because their friend just died and they can fill the gap right away. Uh, and Kat really feels that way because she lost an arm. She couldn't do the mission. She was the one that was supposed to go in for a suicide mission and she didn't. So she passed it on to someone else. So when she went down, Carter saw that and Carter's just losing all his members. You know, we've just been playing this for a few hours. <laughs> Carter's known these guys for years and just getting taken out like it's nothing. Rip. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I went on a tangent right, there. <laughs> but it um, still gets worse. <laughs> it still gets worse. Oh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Call uh, <laughs> now within the next 20 minutes. Next member of Noble Team. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we go to the level called The Package. What The Package is, is pretty much just another playthrough of Sword Base. You're going through sword base again. What you're going to do is you're going to find um, Halsey. Halsey was the creator of the Spartans. She is the creator of Cortana, who is the package. Um, Hence that is connecting why Master Chief. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you find your way through sword base again, and you go below sword base this time, not above it, but below it. And you see that there's a huge forerunner structure. And you start talking to Halsey. I'm like, yo, what's actually going on? Why is this happening? And she's saying, well, I don't know why the Covenant's here other than that they're just trying to murder everybody. But that structure over there is a huge alien, like, forerunner structure. This AI named Cortana has been studying it, and she is the best bet of us knowing what's actually going on with that or what's going on with the covenant or anything. So she needs to get off reach. She has to survive. So pretty much noble team takes on the challenge of getting Cortana to the pillar of autumn. If anyone remembers what the pillar of autumn is, it's the ship in halo one. 
See, this is why it all matters with Reach. It all it's ties all references together. To it. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much when you you fight your way out with Cortana. See, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on, just okay, a goddamn second. Just hold on. See, this is where I feel like we can go back to our point about ODST, where it's like solo. This, this right here is Rogue One because it actually pieces together, right? No, That's what right. Rogue One did for Star Wars. You're right. You're right. Reach is Rogue One. <laughs> ODST is solo. I'm sorry, Tommy, if you're listening. I'm taking it back. It's solo, okay? I just thought of that. I'm like, wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> you're 100% right. Okay, anyways, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, Love so you, you, fight your way, <laughs> you fight your way back through uh, Sword Base and you carry on and Halsey destroys, blows up the entire Forerunner structure below you. Why? Because the Covenant cannot get that much knowledge based off those weapons and everything like that. So she pretty much takes it out. It's done. And you go on to the level called the Pillar of Autumn, which... Once again, guys, it is the ship from the first one. This is the one that, in the very beginning of Halo 1, Combat Evolved, comes in into scene as the first like scene you see, and that's when you find Halo. Also, same ship that landed on Halo, and you blow up to destroy Halo in Halo 1. So it all kind of ties back to that one ship. Carrying on with the level, though, uh, pretty much you keep fighting through all of Reach now. Like it's more of like Sandy. You're in like caverns. You're just you just keep on fighting, okay? And when you're going through it, you were on a Pelican, but you had to get dropped off. Carter was the pilot of that Pelican, and you see a scarab in front of you, oh, and and Carter straight up kamikaze <laughs> the scarab. I forgot about how Carter died, honestly. <laughs> he had to do it for the team. He had to do it for the team. And it's, yeah, it's, it's that, that one was rough. Yeah, that one was Because he's on the rough. mic, and, and yeah, it's, but it was pretty cool to see. Scarab went down. He just uh, like, couldn't, couldn't, like, I don't know if I'm remembering this correct, but it, like, like you said, he was on the mic, but can't you hear him, like, actually die on the mic? Um, I know he was, he was screaming. I don't know if you hear him die or if the mic just cuts out. Yeah, that might be right, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, he just goes right in. But at the same time, if you think about it this way, right? All humanity's hopes are with Noble Six at this time because Noble Six has Cortana. Carter has just lost most members of his entire team that he has worked with for years. Reach, his home, is pretty much dying at this moment in time. So what else does he have to lose? The Pelicans already... Um, broken um his two technically there's three but let's go with two remaining uh group members are staring down a scarab it's the only thing he could do at that moment i think he became okay with him dying he's dying the way a spartan should go out and he's dying for his team and that makes in my opinion carter one of the most I'm going to say noble of the characters. It's noble team, but yeah, he, he did it. Him and George, the way those two went out, I think put them on like a new tier for that type of, um, you know, that type of fight. I'm really not looking forward to this next one. We're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep going. So once the scarab goes down, um, you carry on and you, Fight your way through like the hangers towards the Pillar of Autumn. Once you get Cortana to Commander Keys, you look behind you and you see the coolest motherfucker get taken out by elites. <laughs> when I say taken out, it's it's not really he, he dies. Okay, Emil dies. I'm sorry, he dies. But he he's able to take down like three of them. And he has, like, the coolest freaking knife there is. Um, I don't know what it's called. It's a real knife that you can actually have. It's a very, very nice, beautiful knife. Um, I don't remember what it was called. But he was able to take out, like, three elites before going down. Um, I think the one thing he says was, I'm ready to die. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. dabs an elite in like the neck and drives it to the ground so for noble team now the only one surviving 
is Noble Six and June. June, I didn't really mention him. Uh, he is actually with Halsey still when they split up to go different directions. Cortana and Noble Team was going to go down to um, Pillar of Autumn. Halsey was going to a different ship just to get off the get off uh, planet. June went with her to protect her. Protect. I'm putting quotes around protect. June's a little bitch. Okay. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. He is the worst person on Noble Team. I can't stand him. And it's not even because he's just a bad character. He's just, I, I don't like him. If you guys play the game, let me know what you think about June or if I'm being too harsh. But like, the rest of your team goes out with a fight. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty basic bitch, if we're being yeah. honest. <laughs> like, they, like, everyone's willing to die. Puss. And he's like, no, I, I volunteer. I'll go I'll stay plane. behind, guys. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, God, yeah, I hate him. I hate him so much. By the way, I think uh, the I think the knife's called a kukri or something. K U K R I, I think. Yep, that's right. That's right. It's that type. I I always wanted one of those ever yeah, since I was a kid. Ass. Oh shit! I make adult money now. I might buy one. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. So pretty much after you see that, you fight a little bit more through the Pillar of Autumn level, and the Pillar of Autumn flies away. Uh, at that moment, while it's trying to fly away, you get to use these big cannons and blow away banshees. Once again, one of my favorite things to do. Start destroying banshees to keep the Pillar of Autumn safe, and it is able to escape and go into hyperspace. And then you look around you, and the planet of Reach is starting to get glass. So this entire fight that you've been playing this entire game to protect Reach and re repel the Covenant and everything means almost nothing everything you've done you just couldn't get it done and that's the hard part about reach is because you played it and you tried and you did everything you could because it made you feel like you were part of noble team you were noble six and it's, you still just you couldn't win there's nothing legit, you could have did it's win. legit rogue one yeah i just noticed that too <laughs> like it, 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 the pieces just keep forming in the puzzle here <laughs> Rogue One stole it from Reach, okay? <laughs> and we're taking it like that. Um, but once you see the plant getting glass and everything, it then leads into the level called Lone Wolf. This mission Lone has Wolf. one of the best, like, outside of Chief's quotes, we love Chief quotes, but this mission has one of the best quotes known to the Halo franchise. Which one are you talking about? Spartans never die, they're just missing in action. That's very true. Yes, that is very, very true. That's one of the best quotes ever um, for definitely like Halo fans. It's just, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, so it's you're a good right. one. It, it's one of the best ones. <laughs> uh, but that, that level, there is a no-win scenario. If you've never played it, I don't want to like spoil it for you, but you can't beat it. That's the whole point of the level. Um, but I would try to live as long as possible and try to play as long as possible. Uh, it was just honestly a really fun level to play and you just keep like searching for new weapons and keep trying to survive and There was a, a song me and my brother used to listen to every time we play lone wolf We would just throw in the disc and like you know do lone wolf. He's like, yeah, let's do it So we played lone wolf together for just over and over again for hours kind of like a Firefight type of shit, but it's not it's the level but we listened to the song called this war is ours by escape the fate for hours just listen to that over and over playing that level just because it gets you pumped gets you ready to go um but yeah lone wolf pretty much no one scenario you, it's just the horde level and you just see how long you can last at the ending scenes though it shows the helmet on the ground of reach all glassed and then it starts shows like grass coming back and the mountains coming back and everything like that so Reach, over time, will become habitable again, and humans will go back to Reach and reclaim what was one of their main planets, which I think is pretty cool. It's just... I think we get more into that on Halo 5, too. Yeah. If I'm remembering I correct. I think you're right. <clears throat> I haven't played Halo 5 in forever. I only played it honestly like once, maybe twice. Um, 
we'll talk about that one in a later date guys i don't want to get too far into that it's just it wasn't my favorite so i didn't really <laughs> learn a lot about it but i will for you i will i will go do my research and we'll just talk about you it about the spartans it's all for you okay <laughs> I, the things i do we love the fans <laughs> we love you <laughs> but yeah so that's lone wolf that pretty much ends the game you fight your way through reach and you just couldn't do it Quick little tidbit, though, if you want a little Easter egg, if you guys are playing through these Halo games because we're talking about it and got you interested, if um, you want to replay them or anything like that, if you, once you put Cortana on the Pillar of Autumn, you're able to move your screen a little bit back and forth, left and right. Pretty sure it's to the right. You can see a few cryo chambers on right next to the wall, and that is Master Chief in those chambers. So when Halo 1 happens, you walk out in the room where you let go of Cortana of with Reach. Just a little Easter egg. Pretty cool to see. Um, I definitely recommend if you do play it to kind of look for that little Easter egg. But yeah, it was pretty cool to see, seeing how it all connected together and everything like that. Um, the game is very different than the book of Reach. I know both are trying to be canon and they use different things to make each one canon but i usually just take it as like the lore of reach is from the book but the events that actually happened um i take from the game uh it's just a little bit easier to kind of remember and uh, keep that stuff together because it just gets kind of weird and timeliney and multiverse type of thing and just gets a lot so yeah, at the end of the day, Halo reaches Rogue One because Rogue One, everybody dies. Reach, everybody dies. And it pieces the story together. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. And it, they did a very good job. Very Reach good job. Is it's definitely... Top three. I was going to say, it's definitely top three. For me. It might, be, it might be my second. I know that's really, I don't know... Um, ballsy to say i was gonna say it could it be a controversial thing but yeah, yeah it yeah <laughs> hey let me know what you guys list this but number i think number two for me would be reach yeah in the first it, one for me it's got to be three gotta be reach. Halo. yeah halo three then reach yeah but in our defense i will say me and matt are relatively close to age so when we grew up the games that we had were halo three and halo reach those were like the two main ones we had. Um, I went back and got all of them and played through all of them, but three and reach were my main like play over and over again because I was old enough to actually like understand what was going on and the matchmaking and the campaign when I had Xbox Live. Three and reach were the main ones I had. Yeah, for me it's the same way. Like I I started with three because I didn't get the Xbox until probably two thousand. I probably got my original Xbox in 2005 and then I got the 360 in 2007 I think is when it came out I think that's when I got the 360 so I started playing 3 and then I went back and played the others yeah so I, I played Halo 1 Halo 2 when I was a little kid at like friends houses but we would stay up all night and play these games um, but when Halo 3 was coming out me and my brother traded in our GameCube 64 games, like eight controllers, like six memory cards. When in Sioux City, there was a place called Software Etc. before it was GameStop in the mall. My family had the biggest trade-in on their record <laughs> for games. Because <laughs> we, we never got rid of our games. Uh, a lot of people would like trade in another game to put down payment for a different game and stuff. We just hoarded all the games. <laughs> we always wanted to play different games. So when we traded in our GameCube, like I said, 64 different games. We had one GameCube, like six memory cards, like eight controllers. So when we dropped that, we were able to get like the Xbox and Halo 3 when it first released. Um, that was the only game my brother and I got with four controllers, I think. And we only had to pay like X amount of dollars, not a whole lot because our trade-in was so big. We had totes full of games. Now you do that. Now you do that at GameStop. They're like, I'll give you five cents. I'll give you five bucks for one. No, total. Total. <laughs> now that's another side point, actually. The freaking uh, 
like how you said i would stay up playing all or like stay up playing all the like all night playing these games isn't that something you just kind of miss just being able to stay up all night and not hating yourself the next day um i do miss that i honestly miss honestly it's like sitting in the basement having a thing of doritos and a mountain dew code right next to me and with the halo shit on it (laughs) yeah even even if your buddy fell asleep for like an hour you don't care right you just wake him up a little bit later just in the moment yeah and it's crazy that those times thinking like this is what your life is and now i'm mid-20s i'm like I want my that life was to be the like golden age. Like no cares. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good old days. Goddamn. But like, no cares, no worries. You know, hell, even if you were like 16, you had a part time job. You're still making money. You felt like it was like stupid amounts of money. You could go and buy stupid shit. And now it's now I have bills. It's dumb. And it sucks. <laughs> it all sucks. It all sucks. <laughs> but yeah. Um, let's get back onto Halo real quick. Uh, I just want to talk about Reach matchmaking multiplayer. Um, the custom games were great. Forge was way better in Reach than it was in Halo 3. I will be honest, I played more custom games in 3 than I did in Reach. Um, just because, I don't know, Duck Hunt mostly. (laughs) Duck Hunt on 3 was just, it was my favorite thing to play. Uh, but Halo Reach... Zombies is one I played. Oh, the a infected ton or whatever. Of. Yeah, that yeah. game was infect- so much fucking fun, dude. There was a map called Pinnacle, and then it's when zo- it's when the infection first happened. When they first dropped it, there was a map called Pinnacle. There's one spot I would go to every single time, and it was Guaranteed my first thing. But, <laughs> yep. But over time, they started like taking that map out. Or they made variations of that map just because it was so easy to win infection. Which, by the end, I was really bummed about because that was my <laughs> favorite map because I was winning infection. Uh, playing sword base, playing infection, I did a lot of that too. Bull trues is one of the most satisfying things in the world. Definitely when the zombies are rolling towards you, it just feels so good. Um but yeah, it, it was just, I've had a lot of memories on that. I played a lot of matchmaking with uh, my brother, uh, Jay. Um, two of my, they're friends, but they're not, you know, they're family. They're my brothers. They're my older brothers, Connor and Quinn. We all have the matching pals tattoo of the Halo font like we talked about in the first episode. But we played endless hours of Reach together. I remember they would get so upset at my brother because... Jay, like I was telling you in like um, campaign, he would sneak up and assassinate people. And Reach was the first one to have I was assassination. Say, I'm pretty sure they were the first to introduce the assassination features. Yep, yep, it was. Oh, it was so nice to look at too. Um, I was just but holding he would, on to that thought. He would purposely <laughs> wait and use all of us as bait. Like he wouldn't even tell us. He would be like on our six, just walking behind us and slowly fade away. <laughs> And then, like, there was a guy who, like, jumps in from the side, so we started getting killed, and we die. My brother didn't jump in to save us. No, we would die, and then the guy would turn around and walk away, and Jay would just go assassinate him. He's like, why didn't you kill him before I died? And he's like, I wanted the assassination. <laughs> On the medals, because Reach used to keep track of medals of how you kill people, what guns you use, everything like that. My brother's most lethal weapon was his hands. And he had more <laughs> medals for assassinations than he did for headshots or um, like anything like that, like killing speeds or anything. It was assassinations. He had like hundreds of medals because he used his teammates as bait. <laughs> it was the most infuriating <laughs> thing to play when you play with him because <laughs> you thought you have backup and you don't. Okay, you're on your own. Even in like groups of four guys, right? You're by yourself, and he'll just slowly take one, take two, take three. He's like, what the hell's happening? Take all four of them out. He's like, I got, I, got, I got them all. I'm like, no, you didn't. I already died. It doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's, it's those types of things, you know? Halo means different things to different people for the different reasons. And playing with my group of friends I always did, 
meant a lot and we played a lot of reach and maybe that's why halo 3 and halo reach are my top is because we just spent endless hours on those two games don't get me wrong we spent endless hours on one two as well but that was more campaign and everything it was the matchmaking that really hit home for me on those on the two games of halo 3 and halo reach yeah another thing is i think halo reach was the first to introduce um the arena actually like the uh, like your competitive ranks mm. yeah i i think so I think you're right about that. I didn't play a whole lot of... Uh, no, Halo 3 had uh, competitive ranking. I thought, it didn't, rank- I thought it didn't come until uh, the Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. They they did have a ranked on it, but it was really, really weird. Like, each win got you, like, half a point or, like, a full point, but you needed, like, six points to rank up to become, like, a sergeant or master sergeant or that type of stuff. And it it was... There was stuff in Halo 3 but it was like stupid difficult to get into. And so I know a lot of people didn't play ranked just because the, the ranking system was not great, but reach did it in a different way. Uh, and I know their normal matchmaking did like credits and um, the experience of everything, which I loved reach matchmaking credits, customization. It's perfect. They should have did it for infinite. Just saying. They should just bring back the reach shit. Um, but yeah, no, I know there is a ranking in Halo 3 in the beginning. Um, but I don't know about Halo 2. I didn't play a whole lot of matchmaking in that. But yeah. But like the, the Halo 3 matchmaking ra- like ranked system is shoddy at best. <laughs> just dog shit. <laughs> it, it really is. It really because you never knew when you'd get a point. And like I said, you need like six points to move up or like seven points to move up. And you never know when you get a point. Like, oh, I just got like eight headshots, but I didn't win the game. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. Go but fuck like, yourself. <laughs> I just, I outkilled my better KD than anyone on the entire game. Like my team might have lost, but I did better than everyone. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Then you would win a game. And you're like, okay, but I did like mediocre. So you still don't get a point. I'm like, when do I get a fucking point? Like, <laughs> So it was just, it was stupid. But I didn't play it. Like I said, I didn't play a whole lot of ranked on Halo 3 just because of that. And we played a lot more big team uh, capture the flag. So we played a lot of. Yeah, that's fair. And then when Reach came in, we played a lot of um, big team capture the flag. Or fours capture the flag. I think capture the flag is my favorite game type. Is something like that. I fucking hate capture the flag. How do you hate capture the flag? I just do. I don't know, man. Like, it's just... Maybe it's just because usually when I was playing, it was just solo queue. So your mm. teams, your teammates legit never know how to play the objective. So you feel like you're just doing everything. And that just probably made me hate capture the flag. But That is fair. I always had four guys willing to, like, talk and figure out the, the game. So... That's why like, I like the team camaraderie part of it. But yeah, solo queuing in objective games, don't. I, I won't do that. <laughs> yeah, I won't do it. I'll get too mad. I'll freak out. <laughs> but it was a reach to me was about prime gaming time. True. When, when was reach? Was that 10? Um, I gotta maybe look it 2010? up. I feel like 10. Um, yep, September 14th, 2010. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember one memory I was with uh, my brother and Connor and Quinn. And my brother used to subscribe to the Game Informer from GameStop. Oh, so we always got those. That shit was dope. Yeah, we always got those, the magazines and everything. And the one day they were already over at our house, we were in the basement, and my dad brought the mail in, and we had a game informer. My brother goes up, picks it up, and comes down yelling. Halo that we're getting, <laughs> Yep, we're getting another Halo game. Because like I said, Halo 3, you thought it ended, you don't know if it ended type of thing with the, um, the ending of all that stuff. 
but then they came out with Halo Reach. I'm like, what is this? What's going on with all that? It's the prequel to it all. I'm like, so is there a Halo 4? Are they not doing a Halo 4? <laughs> Are they doing a Halo Reach? Okay, so what's this Reach about? And we started seeing everything about it, and it just blew our minds. And we loved it. And we played days upon days of Halo Reach. Yep, it's my top two. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) It's top two. two. It's number two. It's number two, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. It's just, it's number two. Yeah, it's... They introduced the sprint. They introduced jetpacks and armor lock and uh, active camo. Assassination. the, The assassinations, the DMR. Golden era. Goddamn beautiful game. And also oh, just like, in the prime shit talk state of Xbox, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Like yeah. you had it in Halo 3, but like this was the era of like Halo Reach was out, Modern Warfare 2 was out, I think. So it was it was toxic central. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. Like I was telling you guys in the beginning, I don't do a whole lot of uh open chat or anything like that. I hate open chat. It's just a vile, disgusting <laughs> pit. Um, but I do remember talking mad shit in Halo Reach. If I wasn't over chat, I was, I was an asshole. Uh, I don't like doing it, but for some reason, Reach really brought over. it out. It just takes over, really. <laughs> yeah, it really did. It was, it was a good time. I would like time. to say uh, thank you to everybody who is still listening to this podcast at this moment in time. Um, to hear me and Matt rant about our, our glory days on Reach. I know the story of Reach kind of ended uh, a few minutes ago, but once again, it's uh, talking about Reach is just, it's a, great, it's a great time. I loved it. It's just like the peak, the peak of gaming overall. <laughs> it's just it really so good. was. It, it really was. Infinite should have did it. Infinite, uh, yeah. Uh, with the uh, with the multiplayer of everything, they should have did the reach um, credit system, and that's how they did their ranking and everything. Maybe not ranked ranked, but their credit system and how to unlock armor. I think that would have been way better than what they did with this now, um, because maybe a year ago, two years ago, they talked about implementing some of the reach aspects into their multiplayer games of like their ranking system, and they kind of do, but not. They should have just copied and pasted it. It shouldn't have been that hard. Reach did it perfectly. It's a goddamn <laughs> staple of perfection. <laughs> just a fucking chef's kiss, damn it. Yeah. But it was the it was the peak. It was peak. Definitely for me. It was the best. Number two. Yep. Number two. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, I think that's about it, honestly. Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, next episode will be about Halo 4, is what we're talking about. So we'll keep moving on from there. I will just give you guys a quick little heads up about Halo 4. It's a lot more to deal with, like, Forerunners. So if you have any questions or anything like that, definitely ask in the comments or leave us uh, messages or anything like that. You can find me on Instagram at BadTwin and Facebook at BadTwin. And you can find Matt on instagram facebook youtube youtube twitter everywhere at fontagerie bm f-u-n-t-a-g-e-r-y-b-m um i do have a twitter guys under bad twin it's just i rarely check it i should really get better at it but if you find me there um feel free to shoot me a message yeah before this podcast he probably didn't post for like a year or two yeah By the way, did, right. like real quick, did you have you finished Infinite yet? Yeah, I beat it. Nice, right on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you guys, you guys can stop worrying about Nate finishing it before the deadline. It's all good. It's all good <laughs> in the neighborhood. <laughs> We're chilling. But yeah, uh, again, everybody that is still listening, everybody that's been wondering where the fuck we're at and uh, if we're still doing this shit, we're still doing it, I promise. Uh, I appreciate the constant support and the continued support. Uh, Again, life just got super busy. We were super tired, just burnt out with shit. Uh, But yeah, thank you, everybody, for the continued support. It's been awesome, and uh, it's been super fun. I never really thought that I would find myself doing a podcast, but then again, like I mentioned in the first episode... 
Uh, I was just chilling at work one day with Nate and heard him rambling on about Halo for like an hour and a half and just constant. And I was like, this motherfucker knows his shit. And I was like, I've been thinking about podcasts, so might as well ask him if he's on board. And uh, here we are. So again, thank you all. Thank you, Nate, for being here once again. Thank you for being the Lord Daddy as always. And uh, yeah, till next, till next episode, I suppose. All right. Sounds good, guys. You guys have a good one. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. <laughs>